Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. We're back for another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm not going to tell you who I am. I'm going to leave note clues in a little notebook and hide it in a library. How dash and Lily of you. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. We just came off a long weekend. We did. How was that weekend? Did we celebrate President's Day justly? I uh, I did not a... see any presidents. I did. <sighs> oh, who'd you see? I looked in the mirror and saw the future president. But no, like real life, current or former presidents. No. I just saw, you know, that poor Jimmy Carter is now in hospice. I saw yeah. that. Poor guy. I feel like he's one of those presidents a lot of people can rally around as, you know. Yeah, non-contentious. Maybe that's the word. I don't know. I mean, did y'all do anything fun for President's Day, or just I don't know, Saturday or Sunday? It was Ellie's birthday on Saturday. Oh my god! Go? Uh, it was good. My daughter is seven. <sighs> I can't. Yeah. It's not okay. <laughs> she was like a legit baby when we started this show. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. That's it's what you cute. should do for her 18th. You should start now. <sighs> Like, how cool would it be to take clips talking about her through the years and make a little time audio time capsule for her, like, when she gets to the 18th birthday? That would be very That's cute. cute. I like that's mm, a good idea. Sounds like a lot of work. That's why I said start now. You have 11 years. <laughs> Was it a good birthday? She had a lot of fun. Her big party's this weekend, though. She has completed that's... seven years of life. It's amazing. She's on her eighth trip around the sun. She mm. is. Only gets worse from here. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. No, Uncle still, Anthony. She's, she's still got she's still got a lot of uphill. She's only seven, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really, it's once you hit middle school that yep, all downhill. It all just really starts to go downhill. <laughs> nah, it went downhill after college for me. Well, I was gonna say it was middle school for me, and I can pinpoint middle school as the start of my progression to where if there was a zombie apocalypse, I would turn into Negan or the governor. Like that's the start of that progression. But uh, I feel like middle school has that effect on a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. What did I do this weekend? I played a lot of Hogwarts Legacy, which is just amazing. Um I've been watching that new Netflix reality show which takes all the stars from their previous reality shows and puts them on an island together to find love. I forget what it's what? called. That's fun. Uh, I saw Ant-Man, which is the mm-hmm. biggest piece of hot garbage I've ever seen in my life. 
And I just want to say now to people on social media, negative opinions are as valid as positive ones. So suck <laughs> on that. The art is subjective. Um, there's something else too. I went to a brewery, which is nice. One night. Mm. What else? I feel like there was something else we did. I don't know. I'm seeing Cocaine Bear though tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Oh. Are you? I am very excited. That's is that a spoof? Go. No, it's got, well, I mean, it's a comedy, but it's based on a true story. Loosely based on a true story. Yeah, well, you saw now the same thing happened with a shark recently. So Elizabeth Banks said she would totally do cocaine bear meets Jaws if there's a good story there. Oh my gosh, somebody's going to write that movie. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a big hole right up in the New York Times about it's actually a very common thing. So they're like cocaine bear meet cannabis raccoon. And they had all these stories about like animals who accidentally get, get their drugs and booze. Oh my and gosh. Like so there's a whole series there. <laughs> That's um, great. It's an extra. I'm excited for it. It's getting decent. It's getting better reviews than Ant Man. Sorry. I'm just sick of the Ant Man defense. Spy Kids 4, <laughs> literally. Or whatever Spy Kids <laughs> number they're on. Julia, how was your weekend? It seems like you did a lot of baking this weekend. I did. Yep. I did some smoking. I did some baking. And when I told my boss that, he's like, smoking followed by baking makes me think one thing. Uh, I was about to say, what <laughs> you smoking? What you did. <laughs> Tell him you're in Oklahoma so, and it's fine. <laughs> I am... Um, yeah, so I made poor man's burnt ends on my smoker, and not to make you feel bad, Tom, for going back to the vegan way of life, but man, it was dang delicious. <laughs> and um, and then I baked cookies again because that's my new fun thing to do is decorate sugar cookies. And I also went to a car show with Marty. We actually got a date night, which was super fun. And oh, we went yeah. to the Daryl Starbird's car show that came here to Tulsa, which was really fun for lots of reasons um one date night right we don't get those and to get a date night where it's actually something marty really wants to do because he usually just defers to whatever i want to do because he's sweet and precious and amazing um but it was also kind of a nice healing bittersweet moment because it's the car show that his um Mm -hmm. stepdad would always want to take him to who passed away just a few months ago and so we got to do a good amount of reminiscing about Dewey while we were walking around the cars. And so that was a lot of fun too. And um, wow, it's amazing how much exhaust they will allow in an enclosed building, like with very little oversight. So in the middle is, so it's at Expo Square in Tulsa, which we've got a pretty good size, I think like a standard size Expo Center and full of cars It's like a two-level expo, but it's all open, right? And the center of the expo square is a dirt track where they were doing demolition derby with these beat-up clunkers that were, like, jacked up on some very loud engines and whatever, just, like, smoke filling the entire place. And you just, like, by the end of it, you have a headache because that's a lot of, like, carbon emissions to be sucking into your body. And I just remember thinking wow they just allow this to happen yeah fun but i saw a pretty cool car that reminded you of me didn't you 
I yeah, and I sent so I sent Anthony a picture. Um, Eddie Munster, who played, I don't know if it was the only Eddie Munster, but he was at least the original Butch, Eddie Butch Munster. Patrick. Butch Patrick um was not there when we got to that section, but he was there periodically over the three day event, and they had the drag dragula. I think is what oh, they yeah. call it, and it's a it's a. <laughs> um casket with like a nitrous blower engine on it and like wheels and like all this stuff so they had dragula with eddie munster visiting periodically throughout the event so that was pretty cool but i saw it and i was like i'm sending that to anthony <laughs> so i took a picture and and marty was actually the one he's like how jealous is he gonna be and i'm like he loves the munsters probably pretty so i was pretty jealous when i got that i was like oh man <laughs> but it was a good weekend we don't do a lot normally so i feel like i just say a lot this weekend i'm exhausted but it was good i am uh hanging with two of our listeners in a few weeks on a weekend oh yeah uh, listeners you've hung with before yes ryan bosch and his wife sarah webster or I'm not, no their wife they got married in pawnee city hall which is cool but <gasps> what but we're uh, seeing Scream 6 together. So they're coming down my way. He's a big Scream guy. Obviously, I am. Uh, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be a big event. So it's like me, Sarah, and the two of them. And then my friend Ken and his fiance Justin, are going to come too. And my friend Greg. And then one of my coworkers, Talisha, and her new boyfriend. So it's going to be fun. I'm very excited. It's like a whole sh- It's a big old crew, people. How fun will that be? Do you guys, speaking of Scream 6, do you guys have Cinemarks near you? Movie theaters? Yes. Yes. We have one in okay. Tulsa. There is not a Cinemark near me. It's AMC, Regal. So the closest Cinemark is like an hour away. And I drove there on Saturday. That's what I did to get, because they have selling Scream exclusive merchandise. Like Ghostface popcorn bucket and cup. Like, not, like, reusable ones. They're plastic and everything. And a ghost face plushie. And they are Ooh. sold out everywhere. I have my parents checking Boca. They're sold out because they're down in Florida right now. Like, they're all, they're sold out. Like, I didn't even get out of my car when I got to the theater because they had signs on every window, screen merchandise sold out. Sorry for the inconvenience. And people are flipping these things on eBay for, like, 300 bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying 300 bucks. So, oh just text, you should have just texted us. Well, I was about to say, uh-huh. if you guys could check your local Cinemark and they have those three things, obviously I will Venmo you if you could pick them up. 300 bucks. Nice. I'll be down. I'll be driving I'll right by it on Thursday. <laughs> Friend discount, 225 <laughs> <laughs> So you know that Cadbury commercial and commercial yeah, you love where the different animals are trying out for the Cadbury bunny? Obviously. Do you know what year that started in? 1980s, I assume. Four. You were close, Tom. It's 83. They don't make good holiday commercial, modern holiday commercial. No. And they still use that same one. It's all on Christmas. Why why mess with what works? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like and then I found out I saw an old General Mills monster cereal commercial, and I forgot those used to be in stores year round, not just in October. I'm like, man. No fun anymore. Things were better when we were kids. Yeah, man. Let's <laughs> say when we were kids and you didn't even exist yet. We got all the good stuff. 
All right. Um, so speaking of holidays, let's do that. There's no good way to transition this now. I'm super excited about tonight because this is actually a special. I don't even remember if we were going to cover it at the Christmas season, but then we didn't cover it at the Christmas season because whatever. But I ended up watching this um, in November this year at Anthony's request or at Anthony's suggestion. He had watched it previously and said, that's actually pretty good. You should give it a shot. Julie, I think you'd like it a lot. And so I watched it when Lucy came home as a puppy and I told Tom and Anthony this one we need to do in the post-Christmas blues season because this is like an injection of Christmas spirit. So I am very happy to announce what we are covering tonight is the Netflix eight episode run TV series. No follow-up series announced. So we'll call it a one-off. Um, despite, there being, despite there being four books, they never did a second season. Oh. That's tragic. Uh, Dash and Lily, which came out in 2020 um, on Netflix. It's still there, obviously. Go check it out. Um, we are going to cover all eight episodes tonight. Um, it, it's still there for now. And this is why I buy my movies, people, because Netflix and all these other streamers are removing original content, which you can't get oh. anywhere else. Wow. Oh. Maybe run, removed- don't walk. Netflix just removed Arrested Development, and not just the original seasons, but the seasons they produced. So, like, yeah, you can still get, like, the original seasons on DVD, but where can you get seasons that were streaming originally? Streaming originals. So. That's a good question. That's not okay. Not okay. Um, Okay, so plot synopsis for Dash and Lily. A whirlwind holiday romance builds as cynical Dash and optimistic Lily trade dares, dreams, and desires in the notebook they pass back and forth at locations all across New York City. Let's do histories before we get into the cast of the show. Um, Anthony, you go first. I watched this when it first premiered. I thought it looked cute. And I loved it. And I loved it enough to go out and read all four books. All four are set at Christmas time. So this could be a Christmas show, but I guess I didn't do the readings. Um, mm. But as I, you know, grow up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was good. And upon my rewatch, I thought to myself, man, Lily reminds me of, well, not reminds me, is how I picture young Pollyanna Julia being when she was younger (laughs) always optimistic always cheery coming from a uh stricter family which you've talked about before your parents could be quite strict at times i was like yeah this is probably what julia was like as a kid but yeah i like it it's just just cute it's it takes place in new york at christmas and it's actually filmed in new york at christmas and we've talked about this before you can't fake that um, and it just gave me all the Christmas feels. It's just a feel-good, optimistic show. Um, I watched this shortly after it came out and did not realize I didn't finish it. Oh. I enjoyed it, but just, I guess, you know, got distracted by something shiny and new and <laughs> left with about three episodes, left three episodes on the table that I went back and rewatched this weekend. And you generally feel how about it? It's good. It's cute. All right. 
Well, I sort of gave my history in the run up to it, but yes. So watch this one this year. Um, this was in a long string of Anthony's recommendations, absolutely hitting the bullseye on stuff that I really like. Except so better watch I, out. Except no, that was pre this string of actual okay. good recommendations. Got it, got it, got it. You about burned the bridge with better watch out, but then when you regained my trust again, <laughs> you've like killed it in the last few in the last few recommendations. <laughs> we crawled out of the pit and we were back into a you know happy place again. Um so yeah, I really liked this. Um, it was, I liked it enough and felt like it was Hannah material enough to where before I was even done with it, I was like, you need to watch this. You'd really like it. Um, and I don't think she has yet. So, you know, where have my kids gone wrong? But I like it and rewatched it today, mostly to refresh my memory since it's been a few months and was reminded of what a wonderful tv series it is to watch when it's not christmas because this thing is super christmasy it is and it was great so let's talk our main actors and actresses um our main character our two main characters are dash and lily uh dash is played by austin abrams who was born in 96 and that's about the age range we're looking at with our uh two two main characters so young love i mean these are these like ya novels i'm assuming they're ya novels okay so you may or may not go ahead one of them takes place in london when they get to college age which would have been cool to see a show a season set in london at christmas i really need to read these um you would have seen uh this actor potentially in scary stories to tell in the dark um dash and lily obviously he was in an episode of this is us um it looks like he had a 14 episode run on euphoria my guess is that might be where he's most known from because i know that show is kind of a big deal the walking dead he was that annoying child when rick and them moved to alexandria rick was into his mom and uh (sighs) this little kid got carl shot through the face that was him that was him oh wow Oh, I hate this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He um, has most recently, he's been in a few things in the last two years. Um, I'm not familiar with, but he was in the Starling Girl, Do Revenge. He's a youngin', so he's got good stuff coming up. Do Revenge is fantastic if people want like a teenage comedy, like not teenage comedy, like super bad or anything, like a more of a 90s teenage comedy. It stars... uh, robin from stranger things it just came out last year oh interesting i love robin from stranger things our main female character who plays lily um her name is midori francis and she born in 94 (laughs) she's a little older but not much um looks like she's had most recently a run on Grey's anatomy that took about eight episodes maybe up to current so hopefully She's on there for a long haul in eight episodes. Um, she's in the Sex Lives of College Girls. Anthony, I think you like that show, right? Yep. And she's fantastic on it. Looks like she's of done some voice <laughs> voice work on Robot Chicken, which I feel like a whole lot of people have done voice work on Robot Chicken. Um, but you also may have seen her in um, Oceans 8. Uh, she was in Gotham for an episode. She was in Good Boys. 
Oh, that's the three little kids, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Good boys. Gotcha. Um, I really like her. And you saying that her character reminded you a little bit of me is a very big compliment because I really loved Lily. I meant she spoke it as to a me. compliment. <laughs> she is she the heart of this show. She is the heart of the show. Um, okay, let's keep going with Lily's family since there's a few of them. Uh, Lily's brother is played by Troy Iwata. Um, she has a pretty tight-knit family, although you don't see much of her mom and dad for most of the show. You see more of her granddad for some amount of the show. You see a little more, but you hear more about her grandmother for a portion of the show. But you see a whole lot of her brother, so he's kind of pivotal to the storyline. Um, Troy Awada, you may have seen him in other things like New Amsterdam for three episodes. He's been in a TV miniseries, We Crashed. He was in Quantico TV episode, Quantico. He was also in uh, the Ray Donovan TV series with, what's his face that I like quite a lot? Liv Shriver. That's right. And I liked his character. He was okay. I liked probably the next character you're going to talk about much more. This guy kind of reminded me of Tom her granddad oh no i thought you were going to talk about (laughs) Lily's granddad (laughs) arthur mori is played by james saito which if we haven't covered on the show we probably could have but didn't because he was maybe a smaller actor i'm not sure his face is super familiar to me i feel like he's been in well he has been in a lot of stuff he's been 124 things but um He's been in lots of TV movies. He's also been in Grey's Anatomy, a whole bunch of TV series as well. Mm. And he was kind of our... Strict grandfather. Yeah, strict grandfather. And this felt a lot more like not just a strict grandfather, but a strict Asian Asian grandfather, right? Because it definitely you, factors into the storyline. Um, if y'all listen and... to our episode on everything everywhere all at once he's very similar to the father in that one and we talked about how uh asian families in general that culture they're very tight-knit families and they're also very uh uh they have high expectations you know they're a little you know the older members of the family can be quite strict yes and a lot of of that falls on lily as the youngest and the daughter not to mention uh let's see who do you think is most like tom boomer dash's best friend well i was still on lily's family <laughs> let me get to lily's <laughs> lily's grandmother um mrs basil e anthony you mean <laughs> <laughs> playing a lily's grandmother who separated from uh the grandfather no this is the great aunt, oh it's his right? sister that's right. Her granddad's sister. Um, so her aunt. That's right. Um, Jody Long plays Mrs. Basil E., which we'll put a pin in the name for later. Um, she was in Shang-Chi, Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's been in an episode of Elementary. Um, looks like lots of TV stuff. Um, I liked her character so much in the show. She's a great she's character. She's a quirky aunt. 
And she's really the dichotomy between really strict. Her brother is very, very strict and she is very, very not, right? Somebody, one of those people got to sow their wild oats and she sowed them well. And he, not so much with the sowing of the wild oats. So she's a pretty important figure in Lily's life. To transition to the dash side of the family and friends group we've got apparently who anthony thinks is tom adjacent um dante brown plays our best friend to dash boomer they look identical (laughs) he runs he runs a pizza shop or at least he works at a pizza shop that looks just very cool to me right you can rent movies and books and Aren't they, they have books or is it just her book is in there amongst the movies? They all kind of look like books. No, they had books in there too. Okay. They had books too. So you can get your pizza and you can get your entertainment in the same place. Um, Boomer is important to the progression of the storyline as a secret agent type character. <laughs> <laughs> he helps do some, he's a total double agent at a certain point in the show. Um, I liked him a lot. He made me laugh. And he felt like he would be friends with Dash. And he felt like a friend of Dash. So, Yeah, I really enjoyed their uh, friendship, the two of them. Yes, I did too. It felt very real. It did feel real. It did. Um, we have some smaller characters, but also important. So we have um, Kiana Marie plays Sophia, who is Dash's pre-Dash and Lily love interest, sort of the girl that broke his heart. And that's what sets him up for the beginning of the show. Um, She comes back middle to end of the show as well. We have Glenn McEwen, who plays the love interest of Lily's brother, um, Langston. Um, He kind of sorts some things out as well. And we've got um, other smaller characters that kind of support both of these. So anybody else I'm missing that I need to mention? I would say not a character, but a huge setting that's a character in, in and of itself. It's a Strand bookstore. It's New York City, period. Yes. But yes, the Strand is very important. And I was thrilled when Anthony told me that is a real bookstore. Yes. Oh, it is? Me, me and April went there last time she was in the city. Isn't that super it, cool? Was it filmed in the bookstore? Is that really what I, it looks like? No, the bookstore looks a little older on the inside, uh, but it is cool. It's like huge, and they have the. It's almost like the restricted section in Harry Potter with like the really old books. You need gloves and an escort to go check out, and it's cool. So cool, I love it. They sell um, first editions where you're like, "Oh, cool, a first edition of such and such. I want this," and then you look at the price tag and you're like, "I need a fourth mortgage to." billion dollars um yeah so totally worth mentioning it's set in new york city like anthony said um but it is one of those that's not just set in new york city but new york city is pivotal to the storyline and is a character in and of itself and to be set at new york at christmas time as well i mean that's a presence and i feel like they really do it well um i like feel like two did it and i loved it but this one is like New York City is not just a set piece in this one. Yes. And you could tell they filmed in New York City. At mm-hmm. least the exteriors. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike Home Alone 2, which also did the same, New York has changed a lot since the early 90s when it was a lot more dangerous. So this one is mm-hmm. 
much more bright and colorful and cozy looking than the Home Alone 2 city that Kevin gets lost in. Right. Less Gothic, less Gotham looking. Less Gotham, more Metropolis. It feels like you've got mail, but set at Christmas time. Yes. (laughs) No, it's 100% the lake house. Wasn't that the Sandra Bullock Keanu Reeves movie? Where yes, was the, it was. Like, the letter in the mailbox? That's all I kept thinking of this. This is like Jen Wise Lake House. Okay, so that's a good starting place. So we open up, um, we've got Dash, who is a primarily cynical character, who's been burned by a girl recently. Um, and like family stories rough, right? Divorced parents and all of this. So at Christmas time, do what? He comes from money. He comes from money. That's right. That's important to call out. Um, did y'all's and... friend group? Did y'all's friend group in high school have a dash? Yes. No. Christine and I both did in our group. Did you really? Absolutely. Oh wow! I did too. But we had a li- we had a Lily too. They never got together, but there was a character like there was a character, a person like her as well. So. This is not a bad place to start. This storyline is not unique. Um, Even the whole idea of exchanging things back and forth and not meeting somebody until mid to the end of the series, right? And lots of misconnections and knots that are tied that you don't realize are tied until the end and like all the stuff. It's not a new concept. It's absolutely been done before. It probably has even been done at Christmas before, but I can't think of it. However, to me, this felt fresh. And enjoyable and totally watchable, even though this has definitely been done before. Like with the lake house. Except there's no time travel in this one. There nope. is. There's no time travel. Sophia takes Dash back in time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all feel like this was old and worn out from a storyline perspective or did it feel fresher to you? I didn't feel like it was old and worn out because you don't often see it done with kids, at least that I can think of. It's usually a very, like you said, it's a romantic comedy trope or a romantic drama trope, but usually with like middle-aged people, right? So Mm -hmm. to see it like through the eyes of youths, I think Mm -hmm. gave a fresh spin on it. Okay. What about you, Tom? I don't know. It felt different. It felt Mm -hmm. different but it felt like it drug on a bit mm-hmm. okay so that's valid i i got a little i apparently i lost interest twice in it <laughs> you finally finished i love it one, once when i didn't finish and once when i had to for today <laughs> okay so we have a cynical boy meets quotes around it because they don't actually meet it first and um, meets positive upbeat Pollyanna girl who has not had great success in the love area of her life in that like no boyfriend no first kiss no nothing so like very inexperienced both love books both love this bookstore both are very smart and know like all the references which makes as a watcher tons of fun so dash is boohooing about Christmas because what fun is Christmas when your parents are divorced I gotta ask you did you guys get a lot of the most of the literary references it kept making throughout. I got a good amount of them, not all of them. What about you, Tom? I got some. I got a lot of the liter. I got the literary ones. Yeah, me too. 
Um, I haven't read all the books they talk about, but I at least got the references. You haven't read The Joy of Gay Sex? Tom seems know. To, I know what I'm getting Tom. <laughs> I know what I'm getting Tom for Christmas. Is... <laughs> okay. So... That's one of those gifts that, that it's the thought that counts, Anthony. <laughs> um, I'll just so write a we... note and it's see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have Dash at the Strand bookstore in New York City. That he, it's Christmas time. He's poking around the shelves and antagonizing the guy that works there. Basically, like he shelved this in the wrong place. So we get the sense immediately. Dash spends a good amount of time in bookstores. Therefore, he must be smart. Um, he stumbles upon this one book that absolutely seems misshelved. And it ends up being a journal. It's a red journal. It's called the Do You Dare? Does that what say on the cover? Do You Dare? Do You Dare? Yes. Yeah. Do You Dare? So he's intrigued and he opens it and it ends up being um, this other character we know as Lily just from the poster writing bits of puzzles to like hook somebody, right? Um, so he has to find a few different titles to books based on the suggestions um, in the bookstore itself. And she kind of takes him on a journey throughout the bookstore, ending in reciting as stand-up poetry, Joni Mitchell's, um, is, is it called? It's coming on Christmas. I never know. It's coming what on the name Christmas. Of the yeah. That song. And so I love that song. <laughs> river. So. River. 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 Wish I had a river. Um, so he's immediately intrigued, right? Because he seems to have matched wits with somebody else, and it's taken his mind off of Sophia, which is his girlfriend who moved away and broke his heart. What I like about this conceit, and it's not the first time they exchange puzzles, it's as the show progresses, is you'll hear a lot of times writers say you know you can be yourself via your writing and that's really how you can mm -hmm. express yourself best so the way that they connect through their writing that way and sending each other notes i like that a lot i like that too and she leaves him with a task right like if you're intrigued and you're interested then do this thing right um because he wants she wants him to write back to her and all I'm thinking here is, man, she is high maintenance and sending you on a lot of work and you haven't even met yet. <laughs> Run away, man. Run away. <laughs> but for a kid that lies to his mom about being with his dad and lies to his dad about being with his mom and lies to his classmates about being out of the country, like he has an unending supply of time for winter break. <laughs> so uh, also uh, he, does. he does. Yeah, he's got time so he could do this thing. And he's still um, nursing a heartache. Mm hmm. He absolutely is. So over the next course of the episodes, we see a few things happen. We see the Red Journal exchange hands a few times, right? And this is primarily how Dash learns about Lily and how Lily learns about Dash. Dash learns Lily's name in the second episode. Lily does not learn Dash's name until towards the end. And that's sort of important because we do have lots of near meet cutes where they almost meet but they don't quite meet, right? Which is also another rom-com thing, which I quite love, but other people might think is tired. I didn't feel well, like it was tired in this one. I didn't either. But let me ask both of you a question here. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, your question. Go go back. I don't think you have to be back to like when we were this age, but say you're single, right? And mm-hmm. you connect with somebody like this. It's exciting. It's mysterious. Would you not be terrified to meet them in person, though? Like, holy crap, I wonder if this connection is actually real when we actually meet. I Because I'd be terrified. To see you've got male effect. Yeah. Where he stands outside and he's like, what if she's a dog? <laughs> like, what if she is the least unattractive woman you've ever seen in your entire life? So yeah, no, I totally would be. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt, nor is it a surprise that like everybody in this show is beautiful, which is another YA slash Netflix slash modern movie show production thing. Uh, anyway, slash but... New York City in real life, guys. <laughs> That's I've heard that. Tom knows. Tom knows. He's met me. <laughs> okay. So we've got we've got Dash and Lily learning each other through the journal. Um, a lot of the tasks that they create for one another is to gain more insight into each other. So at some point they send them on a food journey. They send each other on a food journey. Well, and the way it's filmed like, is nice. I feel like you've missed one big thing about both of their personalities they both adore christmas (laughs) and christmas is a huge part of the tasks Uh, lily loves christmas Christmas. dash hates christmas Christmas. okay but he's doing all the stuff she lays out for him and asks him to do which is christmas related yes he is absolutely i don't feel like his hatred of christmas is genuine I don't think so either. I think his is situational. Yes, I agree. He He's nursing a broken heart. He's mm-hmm. uh, his clearly craving attention from both parents, lacking attention from both parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's kind of just made him bitter. And, sure. you know, he ha- he puts on that facade like, oh, I'm this cool guy. I don't like anything. Well, but that also speaks to Lily's struggle, right? So Lily's storyline is she loves Christmas because Christmas is magical. The family gets together. We do these things. We have these traditions and routines, and it is the most wonderful time of year. And they overlay her saying that in the second episode with her finding out her parents are going to Fiji for Christmas on a second honeymoon. Put a pin in that for later. Her (laughs) granddad is going to Florida or whatever for his hot little night number that he's been visiting with which is just like super weird to her in the first place and it's like everything that she loves about christmas is not happening this year and so she's off kilter and he speaks to that a lot right was, like was he going to the villages <laughs> is it the vill- no seriously is it the villages like remember. supposedly the biggest swingers uh older oh community? really oh yeah and- i don't think that's where he was going because it sounded like it was a committed Thing with this one lady right yeah, he was lady to marry to it anyway. on his part yeah on his part oh anthony <laughs> um okay it always has to go back to you being a pervert <laughs> i'm just saying it's an older above 55 community it's supposed to be like the biggest like oh they have gosh. no seriously if you look out there the most stds in a concentrated community in the country i do not want to look that up <laughs> you were talking about the way it's shot julia yeah, I like I like as they start sending each other on the tasks and stuff. Uh, go here, eat this food, and tell me about that. It's framed side by side, which I love. So it's like a split screen, so it looks yeah. like they're talking to each other, but they're not because it's in different 
time, you know. Um, but I like that. They take a lot of the director who I didn't even cover for this, which makes me feel a little bad. I now. mean, it's a different director every episode. But Fred okay. Savage was one of them. Fred Savage oh. directed more than a few. Very nice. Yeah. Maybe it was him made that choice. Um, there were just some really nice cinematography choices in this show um, that both helped move the story along and helped create a connection between two characters who do not meet in person until like the second to last episode. And you don't ever feel that way, um, which I loved. Yeah, it made it, very, it, made it feel very dynamic. Tech. Oh God, that sounds so douchey. <laughs> Didn't they kind of meet in the first episode? When he sees her singing, that's and not. She a sees him. She but... sees him, and he's got this angelic glow behind his golden locks. That's not meeting. They crossed paths. <laughs> so <laughs> they um they get to know one another while we start to introduce some complexities, right? So Dash, as you would creates a um a sting operation because he wants his guy friend boomer to be like well, what does she look like <laughs> like i need some more information right and so boomer this is 100 percent what a high school boy would do i mean i would think about doing this yeah. as well because the curiosity i just couldn't do it right yep. yep so boomer gets involved and it is a connection to lily Right. So he bridges some sort of a gap, even though Dash does not know Boomer and Lily have had a connection. And then we have um, Lily's brother, to a certain extent, is actually the one that started the whole thing to begin with and came up with the journal idea. So he's got, a, you know, an iron in the fire as well. Um, we have Miss Basil E, who is her aunt, which is the first literary reference I was super excited about hearing is she's named after Basil E. Frankweiler, which is one of my favorite is that even YA or is that younger than YA? I, think I never know what that line is. Long, What's that I called though? Juvenile yeah, novel? Whatever. I, I don't know, but yeah, I like I loved that reference too. Loved that. Loved that book. Um, she sort of has a relationship on both sides as well, obviously with Lily, but she meets Dash also. And then we have some very sm like smaller characters that kind of create the threads that connect both Dash's group and Lily's group. So Lily's young friends when she was in grade school have grown up and some of them have become a part of Dash's social center, social group, particularly her bully who comes back in the show and ends up not being a bully anymore, right? He's a character that learns something from Lily because that's what our secondary characters are, right? Characters that interact with or learn something from. Um, and through the interweaving of all of this journal handling, handing back and forth and sting operations, we end up at the moment, right, where our two characters meet. And some of the fun things we get on the way is a Hanukkah party in a basement, which was awesome with uh, Dash's friends that are in a, what's the name of the band? Oh, it was something funny. Uh, the Chalabak boys. That's it. The Chalabak boys. He sends her. Chalabak boys. Chalabak boys. He sends her on a raver in the basement to hear them for Hanukkah. So I like that they highlight Hanukkah as well um, yep. to bring her out of her shell, right? You never get out. You don't do things with friends. Let me get you out of your shell in this moment. And she does the same thing for him. So 
the story of their relationship starting is them pulling each other out of their shells. Um, he, she sends him to make mochi to teach him how to slow down. And I to... love, I love that scene, like a bunch of like uh, <laughs> older, older Asian grandmothers, types Japanese and... grandmas yep. who didn't talk to him at all, but judged him quietly in his yeah. mochi skills. I loved it. Um, I thought that was so cute. It was so cute. It was so well done. He sends her to what she thinks is a craft bonanza party with a group of people. And she's like, you totally don't know me if you think this is a challenge, but it ends up being a create and then destroy party. So the thing you create, you're supposed to destroy, which she could not do ever, but he tried to get her out of her shell as well in those areas. Um, In the mix, we have Dash's ex-girlfriend comes back and is moving back to town. And so that adds a level of complexity. What's he going to do with that? Does he still have feelings for her? And how does that work with the feelings he has for Lily, which he pretty much admits to in the second episode? And then we have a real wrench thrown into the plans where Lily's parents, her brother spills the beans, are not on a second honeymoon in Fiji. Her dad actually has a job opportunity there, and it's looking like they're going to move. And I loved how she completely shuts down at this news. Won't get out of bed, goes under the covers. That felt, also I keep saying it feels very real. Like that's just mm. reminds me of the stubborn teenager. Like I'm not leaving my friends, I'm not leaving the place I know. Like, is... Well, and that's really where New York feels like a character too. Like even yeah. in that moment, it's like, I don't want to leave where I grew up at because she's got friends, but most of her friends are older and that's like yep. a running gag too, right? She doesn't really know how to connect with the people her age. Um, and a lot of that's, you know, because she's an, a total oddball. She's quirky and. I, I get it. I mean, look at my friends who I talk to every Tuesday night. I know they're just so quirky and weird. They're, 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 older. I wouldn't take any of them to a party. <laughs> Oh, no, I would totally take you guys up. <laughs> oh, I was talking about how quirky we are, not just that we're so old. Well, you're also quirky. In the best I would ways. not hang out with, I would not be hanging out with a 17-year-old right now. <laughs> or allowing a 17-year-old to drink alcohol in a bar. Mm. Or, or it anywhere was a poor else, choice. matter. But both of these kids drank underage on the show. Yeah, I like I, how, yeah, we just I see would... Dash walking around with, uh, what was it, Brandy? Brandy. I I would just it like to like say fancy it's drink. Not, it is not that easy in New York to get served underage as they make it. She wasn't much. being served. She was drinking other people's drinks. Well, that's, that's easy. The servers were fine. It was her actual friend group that failed her in that moment. And I wonder if that was a, <laughs> you know, they shoot on location. They're like, no, we're not going to be portrayed. No, that's true. Because I have words to say about that if I was the establishment. Well, that's what happened on The Office, right? Like the Dundies. Oh. Pam got drunk at Chili's, but she got drunk taking stealing other people's drinks because Chili's wouldn't let them show. Oh, I didn't know that. Serve. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So I wonder I if that's when the you case. just drop some office rando tit rando <laughs> knowledge in the middle of any episode. So I wonder if that's the case here because Brandon. I feel like that's you know you have a you don't want to be seen doing that. No, I wouldn't. I would have words, but I mean, it felt like that's probably how it would happen anyway. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her friend group feels really bad. They know that she's mature anyway, 
So they're going to give her this moment to just like, well, you guys get it off your chest. But she's not mature. That's the no. She's She's not, not, but she is in some ways, but in other ways, she is very immature. Right. Um, Were you guys big drinkers underage? I did not have alcohol until I turned twenty-one. I was pregnant when I turned twenty-one, but (laughs) I didn't have alcohol until I turned eighteen over in England, which was eighteen. I I mean, I had it, but it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. No, I'm a good girl. (laughs) I'm Lily, minus the poor choices with friends. I I, I mean, I I I still don't drink much. I just picture Tom. Oh, I was about to say, I picture Tom at eighteen walking around with his glass of brandy, like brandy, <laughs> like regaling his, his French film. I know, regaling his friends with pedantic story, <laughs> shallow and pedantic story. You dare say I am shallow and pedantic, <laughs> and for me. Um. Okay. So we we um we end up. And maybe I should pass this on to somebody else because I've been talking a lot. We end up at a Christmas party where the two meet, or they're at least they, in the same room talking to one another. But they don't know that they're each other yet. No, they don't. Um, but they do hit it off. They do hit it off. They absolutely hit it off without knowing who one another is. Um, and so she from there, oh, yeah, I was going to say, it up and take it. I was going to say, Lily has this this self-esteem issue from, you know, middle school when she made all of her friends friendship bracelets and the boy she loved was mean about her. And it's kind of stuck. So when Dash walks up and comments on her sweater, he thinks she's making fun of him. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Dash just seems always like a jerk. Um, So... He comments on her sweater, which she made herself and lights up. And she's at this fancy party with all of these. Uh, it really looks like a, a mid thirties Christmas party. Yeah. Atmosphere does not look like what a high school kid would put on uh, you know, the, the charcuterie and everything else. It was, it was very classy. And she talks about how out of place she feels and dash points out that he's being made to wear these fancy pants, right? Like these pants are overly fancy. Mm-hmm. They were brought here with other people. Dash came with his ex-girlfriend, Sophia, mm-hmm. and Lily comes with her former bully, who and who she says was her former bully, the guy who broke her heart and dramatically changed how she viewed herself in middle school, Edgar. We skipped the part where she went up and did some sort of, it was supposed to be like open mic night for stand-up, and she just actually was drunk and went off <laughs> on a bunch of stuff. It was like and Edgar. Edgar was, was there. Was it stand-up or slam poetry? Sorry. Well, the slam poetry, she was not drunk. She had just okay. beat up and demolished a snowman. But yeah, she did slam poetry, trashing him, and he was there. And he was like, you know what? I really was bad to you. And I always thought you were amazing and quirky and weird and beautiful and go to a party with me. He and didn't he didn't, party. he didn't even remember how mean he was to her. Mm. But he did apologize. He did. And so he invites her to this Christmas Eve party with a bunch of kids mm-hmm. that just so happen to be all of Dash's old friends. Mm-hmm. And his ex, who, while playing Truth and Dare, 
truth or dare, to Tom's point, asks Dash to travel back in time. Dares him to leave. To the Morgan Library and Museum where they had their first date. And like, how cool would that be, though? I mean, it's very romantic, in fairness. Yeah. But Uh, Lily, meanwhile, is humiliated because she's asked all these truths about, you know, dating and sex and everything, and she's never had a real relationship before. Yeah. Not even a kiss. Yep. Nope. So that takes us to Christmas Day. Well, yeah. Christmas Day, she ends up... Her her family's gone, so she ends up going... Oh, wait, no. It was... Is this no? She was at. Did, she kissed Edgar. That was. She did deal. kiss Edgar. That was yes. a pretty big deal. First After kiss. they left the party, they both figure out who the other person is. She realizes because he says his he wouldn't tell her his name, but he said it's a it's a word connector, and she's like word connector, dash. Oh, that was him. Mm-hmm. And so he wants he wants to find Lily, well, and Lily is drunk in the bar, and she and and Edgar ends up kissing her, mm-hmm. and then Dash comes. And mm-hmm. Dash decides to be a good guy and takes her to her great aunt's house. And yes. in the Uber, they're fighting the entire way. That's right. Can I just say about the aunt? I love that she constantly calls Dash notebook boy. I do too. <laughs> I just love her backstory. <laughs> she like traveled with all these rock bands and she's just so cool. You know, I just really liked yep. her. She's yep. definitely so, like that, the trope of the cool and to you escape to when mom and dad, or in this case, grandpa gets too strict. Right. So she has some truth to speak to Lily. And what is that? She talks up Dash. She's like, look, this oh, kid that he came you to know, see I know you you're mad, but yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that you're mad at him, this is a good guy. He brought you home safely. He seems to care about you. He went, he ran through all of these things, all of these hoops to just to meet you because he hadn't, he was interested in you. Give the dude a chance. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I love this scene, but I mean, like curiosity, I feel would keep a lot of people going, whether or not they were actually interested. I, so I don't, mean, don't rain on this parade. <laughs> But who shows up at Great Aunt's house? Dash. Her brother. I thought Dash comes for the notebook. Doesn't Grandpa show up to drag her home? Dash came for the notebook earlier in the series. Oh. Grandpa comes because he got yeah, wins. Grandpa- One, you broke your you broke your curfew. And you're filthy drunk. At this, <laughs> yeah, this scene, Grandpa comes to get Lily from great aunt's house she called and told grandpa she was there and he's livid dragging her home just telling her how disappointed he is and her she opens the door and her entire family is there langston coordinated with his parents to get home from fiji because you know i mean it's that easy on christmas eve to fly home it's that easy to fly home to get a flight at christmas and they have all of this disposable income because money is not a problem for their family that is the primary factor in dad moving to Fiji to begin with. <laughs> oh, and I was I was wondering that too, because they have a pretty darn nice home for a family that... I'm sure it's rent-controlled. 
Is that what they always uh, say? That's, that's what Monica I hate, always used to say. I hate that excuse so much. <laughs> oh, it's very controlled. It's really so what near okay. Anyway. <laughs> so her family's home. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. She ain't happy. And she's depressed. She goes into her room. Her family doesn't understand why she's so sad. And we find out, yes, she's moving to Fiji. Her brother gets to stay Merry Christmas. Brother, yeah, and they're leaving in a week because, of course, that's what always happens. Right, exactly. Brother is pushing her to, to follow her heart. We also need to mention brother broke up with boyfriend because boyfriend was going to Puerto Rico for two weeks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Lily was Dumb. trying to say, look, long distance works like what I have with Dash. And he's like, that's not the same at all. <laughs> but I mean, he does come back as a voice of reason. You know, it could work. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> Uh, where do we end up? We actually surpass Christmas in the show, and we end up on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, <laughs> New Year's Jonas Day. Brothers concert. <laughs> Anthony, you want to tell us how we the great conclusion we get to Lily and Dash, and what happens? Dash and Lily. Yeah, somehow, first of all, they end up. Well, Sophia actually gives Dash the advice. Right, he has to. Be emotionally honest with Lily if he wants to win her back after all these misunderstandings or whatever. So it's in the Strand bookstore and they go down to the vault and have a date night, which is mm. perfect date. Oh, perfect date. I love it. And does she end up having to she, move to Fiji? No, she doesn't. She's allowed to stay behind with her grandfather well she doesn't find out she's in the car with her parents on the way to the airport and it's just eating away at her and she jumps out of the car in the middle of the road and runs and the store's locked and they let her in and he set up this whole thing where he brings in elements (laughs) of all of their solo dates and she gets a text it's in like the vault where they get locked in right night she gets a text (laughs) that she gets to stay and she's locked and they have and they have a heartfelt conversation and mm-hmm. you really open up to each other and um they share a kiss and embark mm-hmm. on their new romantic journey. The end. It's New Year's. It's Day. so good. It's so good. <laughs> I was smiling like a big old dummy at the end of this show. I loved it. <laughs> I did too. Um, and I have has... a couple of comments. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Tom. Some episodes felt more Christmassy than others. Yes. But when Christmas was on, it was dawn. Mm-hmm. I will agree with that. The music throughout the show was great. Yes. Spot on. Some episodes. Uh, and the Linus moment was good for a, there was a Linus moment with Grandpa when he realized that he's been like closing himself off. We saw little changes in Dash. The scene where Dash is at dinner with his dad and his girlfriend and Sophia comes. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving into the fight that his dad likes to have when he's with his girlfriends for some reason, which I think would be a huge turnoff for most of these girls to see <laughs> dad treat Dash that way. The whole time dad's just like picking at him. 
Dash takes the high road, talks about how important books were to him as a kid and the time he and his dad spent at the bookstore. And dad decides, you know what, when I'm back in town, let's do that again. So yeah. He has a little Linus moment epiphany there, but his big epiphany is at the end when he needs they they both just need to open themselves up and try. I yeah. don't know that it's ne- Christmas didn't necessitate that because the Linus changes happened at New Year's. I think Christmas was essential to the plot. Just because yeah. he beat up Santa. Well, because Lily has this romantic notion of Christmas, right? And that's what she's doing at this time of year. And right. Um, and Dash's jaded attitude towards Christmas has a lot to do with yeah. the stuff that's hard at Christmas, the family stuff. Which we talk about, you know, everyone, you know, while we love Christmas, there are always those kind of Charlie Browns out there, the Grinches, who have reasons not to like it. And it's hard for them around the holidays. But Tom, yeah. to your point, while some episodes felt more Christmassy than others, and Christmas was more of a focus in some episodes than others, every time we got an outside shot of the city, it always looked mm. Christmassy to me. It did. So and pretty. most of the most of the buildings looked Christmassy and yeah. So here's my okay, so... Uh, semi-weekly plug where I'm like, Tom and Julie, you have to come around Christmas one year for a long weekend. I really need to. I really there's two places I want to go. Well, there's more than two places, but I want to go to New York at Christmas, and we go to Disney World around Christmas. Not necessarily that order. Okay, so it uh, is a it Christmas should, it should TV be series. That order. <laughs> it is a Christmas series. It does have a Linus moment. Um, I think we're to that part of the show. I hate where we rank it, but given it's a TV series. It's just kind of against itself what you drink it's just overall, against itself. right? Yeah. I'd probably give it like an 8.5. I would absolutely give it a 9. I'm going to go with an 8. Which gives us an 8.5. Nice. Which I think I is... Man, this is such a nice breath of fresh air after last week's TV show. And it sucks to me that it's not getting a second season because... I know we don't all we don't pay attention to Round Tomatoes. We like to make our own opinions, right? But it has right. like a really high score in Round Tomatoes from critics. I guess it just didn't get like the views, which is a shame. It was like a hundred percent, wasn't it? And seventy eight percent on Google and seventy eight percent positive reviews on Google. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I would yeah. highly recommend. And I would recommend <laughs> it for the doldrums of is it still winter? <laughs> Dear still- God, is it still winter? Because it felt like today, I mean, if I'm in my kitchen and it's 65 degrees outside in February, which is bonkers town in Oklahoma, and I'm singing Nat King Cole, everything is right with the world. So would you, would you, could you see yourself like, you know, next January in the post-holiday blues, Julia putting this back on? Like, yeah, I definitely could. Tom, you can't? Probably not. There's a lot of other stuff I'd rather watch. In February? I could see myself doing that. Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom would rather watch uh, The Quinlan. No. I think I like Christmas movies. You forgot already? Happy, Mary, happy, whatever. It's The Quinlan. Oh, The Quinlan. I gotcha. <laughs> I prefer Christmas movies to Christmas shows. I don't want to be invested over multiple episodes. Speaking of like Christmas 23 shows, minutes a pop. Speaking of Christmas shows, did y'all see what started production today? The second season of The Santa Clauses? Disney, oh, I didn't see that. Disney shared no. the lights going back up on of the North Pole. 
Ooh, oh, man. Fun. Yep. Okay. Nice. So, for those listening that want to give us feedback on Dash and Lily, um, where do they do that, Anthony? Linktree.com slash tis the podcast. It will take you to our Facebook group where we are the most active, uh, our just about now defunct Reddit page, uh, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both fairly active, um, and also link us to link you to Patreon, where for as little as a dollar per month, you can get full and bonus episodes. Um, just last week, an episode in which Tom, Julia, and myself recast the adults in the Harry Potter movies, where they did do a remake uh dropped and that's a lot of fun so i recommend checking that out and for those of you excited about scream six like i am me and my friend ken who is also obsessed with that franchise like myself did a predictions and theories episode about the new movie coming out so that'll be dropping this week on wednesday nice yeah so lots of good content there. Lots of good content coming throughout the year. Um, yeah. And you know, what are we... stuff. yeah. And you know, when Tom or Julia or myself go away, the others try to do cool Patreon stuff. Is that what happened? I mean, it is when either you or Tom go away. And then I'm like, <laughs> hey, want to do a Patreon episode? It's <laughs> hey. valid. Julie and I talked about it, and I think I pinged you about doing an episode. Yeah, I know. What happened that night? Something. Oh, we couldn't find the episode. We couldn't find it streaming. We couldn't find Hercules is such, Kevin Sorbo is such a terrible actor that we couldn't find his show anywhere. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) Not even like on Tubi or something? Oh. No, we couldn't find it anywhere. We couldn't find it anywhere, which uh, speaks to Kevin Sorbo's career. But speaking of TV, Tom, I know you're particularly excited about some stuff we've got coming up in the next four weeks. Blackish. <laughs> I love that show. I love Blackish it. next week, the first few episodes, then Ghosts and Abbott Elementary, then the second batch of Blackish episodes. So I'm super excited too, because that means we're going to be back at like our quote Ramas, which I miss. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, I do too. This this show wasn't quotable either. No. No. Very happy whatever it was, so we just didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cute, Anthony. That's cute. <laughs> I think we gave I think we gave the only quote for that show at all. Um, I have a question for y'all, and this could be a question of the week. Oh. Um, so tomorrow, as we're recording this, but last week when this drops, uh fake lunch started for me and Julia. Well, fake lunch started. Are you guys giving up anything? Uh, nope. I am on the Western calendar now. Remember, it's not fake uh, anymore. Oh, <gasps> it's not fake anymore. <laughs> Tom has plus also some real lunch. Oh, that's excellent. No, Ash Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. From when we're recording, Ash Wednesday is tomorrow. Yeah. Are you giving up anything, Tom? I'm doing what I always do, which is. No meat, no dairy, no wine, no oil. No alcohol, I am, no oil. I am giving up no I am giving up alcohol and Starbucks. Oh. Does that include are you gonna cheat and go to Dunkin' Donuts then? No, no, so no bought coffee. No okay. bought coffee. Yeah. That's legit. 
And Julia, you're not giving up anything? Nope. Cool. Sorry. Should I feel guilty <laughs> about that? Like, Thomas yeah, said, the authority here, the authority here absolutely. saying yes. He has finally blessed our Western calendar. No, if you feel guilty. <laughs> if you choose not to love Jesus enough to make any sacrifice in your life, it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. Uh, Tom, she has Jesus wandered in the Jesus wandered in the desert for, for 40 days. You know, you can't put down uh <laughs> Julia is making a sacrifice. Her kids are going to Ireland without her. That's a sacrifice. That's that is a sacrifice. That sucks. <laughs> I agree. I fully agree. It got me to that, like honestly, your Ireland trip got me to thinking about um because I'm sure Ellie will have something when she's in mm. high school that will be a trip. I want to think I want to get her first like transatlantic or trans-Pacific trip yeah. booked with our family. Yep. Yeah, Julia, that does suck. You know, when you got four kids, it's like Gosh, y'all cost a lot of money. Dude, I don't even know how you keep track of them. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really difficult. Julia, while that Worth sucks, you know what all sucks a little bit less than it did last week? There are only 7,224 hours until Christmas. Oh, that number is still just gigantic. Let's try 301 days. That sounds better. Let's try 43 weeks. That's better. <laughs> we only have one more week of the 300. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tom, do you, want, do you want to brag real quick on Mike? Uh, I got it right for a week. <laughs> <laughs> the well listeners, o- oftentimes, <laughs> through the magic of editing, uh, you hear Tom get the correct week on the first try. But normally he's looking without the, without the spreadsheet up. And he's always a week or two off. But this week... But you have to be... You have to give me yeah, credit. Right. I just confidently state what it is you you do and you're only you, ever like one off it's crazy yeah and we know we know that when tom speaks confidence it comes across as true i'll never forget that That's one right. episode he had me and you going the whole time julia which is, i forget which episode that was. it's happened multiple episodes i feel like uh kimberly j brown who is a uh who's related to sean levy dan levy what really no <laughs> we did it like four times in the span of 10 minutes <laughs> you were just like man you know a lot and then you're like no i'm just kidding dang it oh bye yes